I'd been thinking a lot at the time about doing something, a project or an initiative for people like me, LGBT people who work in science or science communication. What I realized was that there was just this need, and it was already sort of happening, but this need for a national conversation about what was happening in Ireland for LGBT scientists. You know, we knew from international research, for example, that engineers and physicists are less likely to be out in their workplace, in their labs, than biologists. Why is that? Is it the same in Ireland? We don't know because we don't have the data. Why does anyone feel that they can't be out in their workplace to begin with? It's awful. I know from experience you spend every minute of every day monitoring, policing, editing your behavior, your words to make sure you don't get found out. We needed to talk about why LGBT students are more likely to drop out of STEM degrees, which we know from US research. Again, we don't know if that happens in Ireland. We need to talk about field work. What happens when you're a scientist who has to do their research in a country where it's dangerous or illegal to be LGBT? Is that another reason why people aren't coming out to their colleagues? Because it creates an extra level of risk because they might out you on that field trip accidentally. We needed to talk about homophobia, transphobia, and biphobia in STEM workplaces in Ireland. Welcome back to the second series of InspireFest, the podcast. I'm Anno D. I'm the founder of InspireFest, which takes place in Dublin every summer over three days. In this series, you get to hear the conversations backstage between Claire O'Connell and Shauna Boyle and some of our speakers. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not come along and meet us in real life in Dublin? Every year we have attendees from about 40 countries. You simply book your tickets at InspireFest.com. It's our fifth birthday in 2019, so we wanted to do something nice for our podcast listeners. So we've created a discount code just for you. Go to inspirefest.com and enter the code INSPIREPOD19. It's time to crack on with this episode, but before we do, I just want to take a moment to thank the Digital Hub for being our anchor sponsor once again for this series of InspireFest, the podcast. The spark for InspireFest grew out of our home here at the Digital Hub four years ago, so it's a pretty fitting partnership. The Digital Hub is based in the Liberties in the heart of Dublin City. It's a collaborative space and it's home to lots of technology and digital media companies. But it's more than just an office. Why not visit thedigitalhub.com to find out more? Now, let's get on with this episode. Hello. I'm Claire O'Connell and, as Anne mentioned, you'll hear from me and from Shauna Boyle during this second series of the podcast. In fact, in this episode, you'll hear me chatting to Sean after he gave a talk at InspireFest 2018. As well as being one of the producers on this podcast, Sean is a scientist and a science communicator who believes science communicators belong on the front line of diversity issues in science, technology, engineering and maths, or STEM. Sean set up a network for LGBTQ scientists in Ireland called House of STEM and was one of the organisers of the first International Day for LGBTQ People in STEM in July of this year. This work was in response to increasing data on the challenges faced by LGBTQ scientists, as well as Sean's own experience in science. Here's the conversation Sean and I had backstage at InspireFest. So what's House of STEM, Sean? House of STEM is, so to tell the story of House of STEM, I'll I'll sort of tell you the origins story. So 
I had been working for quite a few years as a science communicator and as I don't know I think as you get more experience as a science communicator you realize the important role that you can have in conversations difficult conversations about diversity and inclusion so you realize the role science communicators can play in advancing those conversations and for me I've always wanted to do something around the experiences of people like me, LGBTQ plus people who work in science or science communication um, to try and improve the, their experiences because we're realizing not only from personal experience but from international research that there are lots of challenges for LGBT plus people in STEM workplaces. And so House of STEM came from me wanting to do something that would start a bit of a conversation here in Ireland. So we're a network of people, all LGBTQ plus people working in STEM. We have, you know, we, we're trying to run initiatives and projects and events that increase visibility, that improve our understanding of what the experience is here in Ireland. And also we work internationally with lots of other amazing organisations. Tell us about some of the challenges that are faced by people. The most comprehensive data we have is from this ongoing research project called Queer in STEM, which did massive um, surveys with LGBT scientists, but also allies and colleagues. And lots of stuff came out of that. For example, fewer engineers and physicists are out in their workplace than are biologists. And so there's two stories there. One is that there's some sort of science or discipline specific factor that's, that makes those working in that end of the sciences feel that it's not safe or comfortable to be out in the workplace. And we don't know why that is. We know that it reflects the representation of women in those fields. So perhaps it's something to do with if your visible diversity and equality isn't there, then what about invisible um, diversity? And then also, even though there are more people out in biology, there's still lots of people who are, feel like they can't be out. So, you know, there must be some reason that people don't feel safe and comfortable in the workplace. So there's a lot of conversation around things like field work, for example. So if you're LGBT and you have to do research in a country where it's dangerous or illegal to be LGBT, then you have to figure out how you're going to navigate that. First of all, do you go? Are you at risk? Is it safer to not come out to your colleagues because they might accidentally out you in a situation where it might literally put your life in danger? Um, and then there are other things like we know from recent research in the US that LGBT students are more likely to drop out of STEM degrees. So we know that there are challenges, but we don't know exactly what they are yet and how to address them. But like any issues around diversity, it's all about creating support structures, infrastructures that improve representation and inclusion and also visibility. And that's one of the main things here in Ireland. Like I didn't know anyone more senior than me who was LGBT in STEM. I couldn't have named one person two or three years ago who was out visible for being LGBT and also a scientist. So I think that's one thing that we really hope to advance. And tell us about LGBT Day. What's that about? LGBT STEM Day is going to be the best thing ever. So this started actually in a conversation between Science Gallery and uh, CERN and Excite. 
which is a, an annual conference for science centers. And they got House of STEM involved and House of STEM got Pride in STEM involved. And then it's grown from there. So the idea is that it will be the first ever international day for LGBTQ plus people who work in STEM. And it's all about visibility, raising awareness, starting an international discussion and also strengthening the community. Because when anything like this happens, you connect more with people doing similar work in other countries, in other disciplines. And so it's being led by House of STEM, Pride in STEM, and two other great organizations, Interengineering and Out in STEM. And we have tons of supporters. So people like Science Foundation Ireland, Welcome, as I said, CERN and Excite Science Gallery, also the National Physical Laboratory, AAAS in the US. So lots of organizations see the value of a day like this where they can organize events, discussions, meetups, get togethers, or just an online campaign for their LGBT staff and students. And finally, Jean, tell us the story of how you sort of came to be talking at InspireFest. Oh my God. So, well, last year, so we were here last year making this podcast. It was very good. We had a lot of fun. I had a bad back, so I was lying down on a couch for most of it. But one of the people that we interviewed um, was Arlen. Do you remember that interview? I do. I really do, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like, it really struck me. It was, the whole interview struck me because she's amazing, first of all. But also what she said about not being afraid to hear no, that she knew her work at Backstage Capital and putting forming Backstage Capital was a numbers game and that she might just need to ask 99 people before she got one yes. So and this is it, this is venture capital for... Yeah, underrepresented founders LGBT and women of colour predominantly so that it gave me a bit of a kick up the arse like last year I'd been thinking a lot about this like I said I'd been working as a science communicator I had a bit more not free time but more flexibility with my time because I'd gone freelance and I'd been thinking I want to do something that really is meaningful to me around this and so I started getting in touch with lots of people like Institute of Physics and friends like Laura Tobin and Neve Cavanagh and people I knew that would be really interested in helping us drive this conversation forward. And because that initial spark happened at InspireFest, I always kept Anne and Ashling and Elaine and the team at InspireFest up to date on what was happening. And they've been so great in keeping the story of House of STEM and all of these other offshoots like LGBT STEM Day, well it's not an offshoot of House of STEM but you know what I mean, in sort of their communications. And so when it came around to organizing InspireFest this year, I got in touch with Anne and I told her we were organizing LGBT STEM Day for the 5th of July just after InspireFest and I'd love an opportunity to share that somehow with the InspireFest audience. And I sort of thought it might be a flyer, <laughs> it might be a tweet. <laughs> and she was like, great, so you'll speak at it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's how I ended up speaking. I asked Anne if we could share the story somehow and then she suggested speaking and I was like, okay. I can't, you know, it's all about visibility. I can't not, you know, speak. So that's how it came about. This is my first time here at InspireFest and I heard everyone saying it was different and exceptional but I didn't really believe them because a lot of people say that about a lot of conferences but I came here and at the 
the speakers are amazing and they touch on subjects that are very different uh, like accessibility, LGBTQ and how to be more inclusive and diverse and it was really really amazing. I recommend it. Most conferences drive to have a diverse set of speakers. InspireFest truly does that. You've got people from all different communities on stage. 65% women, which is amazing. Uh, so yeah, I think that's the one thing that really inspires me. I love just the whole variety of different talks on various things. So sometimes there's things just come up that you don't expect, and the things maybe you weren't expecting to really like, and they were really, really interesting. Well, I keep coming back as a third year. It's a uh, I love to hear stories and you know how people are making impact. It's very inspiring. It's really, really, really nice just to be in a place that's full of other passionate and enthusiastic people. Um, and I really find that I leave InspireFest with a lot more energy than I came with.